You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We talked a lot on this show about how Michigan was one of the bellwether states during the 2016 presidential election, a state that thought it knew what it was, only to learn that its shifting social and economic sands made for an unreliable foundation for any political party. And we've learned that the things that divide us really fiercely at times, are born of the same root causes. Economic uncertainty, crumbling school systems, eroding infrastructure, lack of investment in health care and well-being and quality of life. And yet, though we experience those challenges really similarly in Michigan, our perspectives on that strife make us perhaps even more dug in to our opposing viewpoints. We want to place blame on different outside forces based on party, ideology, or race. And even in his final State of the State speech, Governor Snyder said he worries about the future of our state and nation as cordiality cordiality and common ground give way to base and vile treatment of one another. It's those divisions in Michigan that are the focus of a new documentary from Bridge Magazine and the Center for Michigan called Michigan Divided. And joining us now to talk more about that documentary is Ron French. He's a senior writer at Bridge Magazine and producer of the Michigan Divided documentary. Ron, welcome to Detroit Today. It's a pleasure to be here. Also with us is Al Lilly. He is the director of Michigan Divided. Al, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, uh, Ron, I, I, I love this documentary. I love what it aspires to do, and I love what it does in execution. And I think Pretty simply, what it does is show how much we have in common from the line, the Ohio, uh, the line with Ohio all the way up to uh, the Mackinac Bridge and beyond, uh, but also shows how much we don't know about each other uh, from place to place here and how that helps create this real strife when you talk about policy imperatives, when you talk about economic security and things like that. And that uh, the fact that we believe that if you live in Detroit, you don't have anything in common with people in Manistique, for instance, is one of the things that that confounds us dealing with those really intractable problems. You're absolutely right, Stephen. Um, What you find is that you know we we spent a lot of time, Al and I did, with, with these families. And the more time you spend with them, the more you see how similar they are. They all have the same concerns. Uh, you know, they, they all worry about, like, you know, you know, paying the grocery bills and, and if, there's, if their kids are go- going to be more successful than they are. They all uh, complain about the potholes, you know. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's the lives that from a, if, if you're parachuting in, that may seem very different. When you, when you get right down to it, are very similar, probably, People in Michigan agree on 95, 97% of, of, of issues. It's just that that extra 1% or 3% that just poisons the attitudes, uh, our feelings about each other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Al, the, the idea of sitting down with these families uh, over a long period of time, I, I would imagine, to get the kind of material uh, that you did. Talk about the, the sort of narrative arc of putting a film like this together. Well, we wanted to first, you know, establish that there is a divide um, and and talk with representatives around the state who 
represent people who are just average citizens, uh, people who vote, people who don't vote in some cases, um, and people who are disenfranchised with the system, people who believe in the system. Um, and what we found is that most people aren't talking to the folks that they disagree with. Mm -hmm. And that was, I thought, the most poignant is that the people in the rural areas tended to vote Trump and the people in the cities tended to vote um, for Clinton and they're just not talking to each other. So we just had to talk with people, uh, figure out what was most important to them and uh, really drive home the similarities that we all have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ron, I wonder what longtime politicians who I think in some cases help foment this division, but but certainly also are buffeted by the, the the sort of isolation, the political isolation that some people feel. I wonder how they react to the things that you show in this film. Uh, what did they say to you about about this divide? Well, in the film, we have um, some interviews with uh, Ken Sickman and mm -hmm. Bob Emerson, mm -hmm. who were uh, leaders in the uh, Michigan Senate at the same time, not that long ago. Yeah, and um, they both expressed very similar views that they're both very frustrated um, that they felt it's even in just the past decade or so that um, the divisions that are that we witness out in communities uh, really has has uh, come to fruition in, in, in the uh, legislature. Yeah. And so it's 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 very, very hard. They said now to tr for each side to trust each other enough to come to talk to each other. And, and and believe the other side is acting in good faith enough to come to some sort of compromise to move the state forward, and and and, and for us uh, as Bridge Magazine and the Center for Michigan, which you know we sort of believe in, you know, trying to get people together and talk about issues. We figure if they do that, maybe we can move forward. Um, for us, that was a real concern. You know, that it's it's that if we've reached a point where we the people on the other side of the aisle are either considered evil or stupid, mm -hmm. it's it's very hard to find find common ground even on on some very you know issues that that people agree on yeah uh, this is detroit today on 1019 wdet i'm stephen henderson my guests are ron french he's a senior writer at bridge magazine and producer of the michigan divided documentary which takes a look at the issues that divide us as a people here in the state of michigan also here is al Lilly. he's the director of michigan divided if you want to join the conversation give us a call Tell us what you think about the ways in which we don't seem to get along here in Michigan and the ways in which we don't seem to be able to reach consensus about problems we all believe we have. Think about our roads, for example. Everyone for sure believes this year that the roads are not well taken care of and that we are all paying a price for the damage that that does, and yet we can't seem to come to an agreement about how to pay for better roads here in the state of Michigan. Think about our schools. Uh, we all are watching as we slip down the ladder of achievement among other states. Uh, I think everybody would agree we should be moving up that ladder, not down, but how do we do that? And how do we ask each other uh, to help make things better. Uh, are we able to even do that? Are we even able even to have a conversation about how to make things better? 
that is civil and productive rather than vile and mean. Michigan Divided takes a look at a number of different families in the state and gets their perspective on those issues. Give us an idea of what you think. What are the things that divide us? Why are they more powerful than the things that unite us? And how do we sort of flip that on its head? As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we will work you into the conversation. Uh, I want to play a couple of clips from the documentary and give the listeners just a, a little taste of the breadth of opinion and perspective that I think it it, it so really uh, captures. Uh, this is a man named Marlando Wade. Let's listen to what he has to say. It doesn't matter if you're old, young, or rich, poor. Just what about just treating a person like a human being? Why does it have to be a Democrat versus Republican? It's almost like a gang. You know what I mean? Like we're the we're the Crips and we're the Bloods, or we're the Hell's Angels and we're the something else. I don't know. We're the Reds and we're the Blues. Right, the Reds and Blues. It's like they're gangs, and they forget that people are people are affected by this turf war. <laughs> Why can't they just fix it? I don't understand. It's oh. that sigh of frustration there. That's Marlando Wade who lives in Flint. Now let's listen to Don Finella. He is a small business owner talking about why he identifies as a conservative. As a small business owner, I feel like I've had a target on my back. They're looking at guys like me. How can we get more money out of them? And I, I see it on the local level. You know, it just happens in the state and Fed. I've always told people if the liberals would be for smaller government balanced budgets, keeping us economically strong and militarily strong, I would be a liberal. It's just that simple. That's Don Finelli, a businessman from Grand Rapids, talking about why he identifies uh, as a conservative. Now let's listen to Dave and Cherry, who live in the UP, and talk about how few people understand how hard their lives are. What do politicians not understand about you? Oh. <laughs> what it's truly like living up here? Yeah. yeah. How hard it is, and it's not by choice. I think they need to live in our shoes once. Yep. Um, Get rid literally. of their credit cards, drive yep. our old, unreliable beater car everywhere. Yep. Try to feed your children on $730 a month. Good luck. Yeah. So three really different perspectives from three really different parts of the state. And you can hear, I think, in each of those people's voices, let's sort of set aside for a second what they're saying. There is a tension in their voices. There's an anxiety in their voices about the idea that we can't get along, that we can't get people to understand how People who are not like them see these issues and come to uh, agreement. Again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones if you want to join the conversation. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll work you into the conversation. Let's go to Emily in Troy. Emily, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi, Stephen. Good hey. morning. Sure. Go ahead. 
Here's my experience. Ever since the November election where Trump won, I have separated and distanced myself from people who voted for Trump. I tried to talk to them, and as they said at the Women's March, get my people and get them voting. But they were like, oh, just plug your nose and vote for whoever party you normally vote for. And to me, this election was different, and I just had a really hard time understanding why could you vote for somebody who said all those horrible things and did those horrible things? Like I could shoot somebody in the middle of Times Square and people would still vote for me. That's not okay. And I felt like those people were accomplices to what is going on now. This was a totally different election than ever before because uh, I've remained friends with people who voted for Mitt Romney and John McCain, but this one was, different. So Emily, if, if that's your position, and I'm not, I'm, I'm certainly not quibbling with it. I think a lot of people felt that way. What do you think is the path toward solution? Do you, do you feel like you have to beat the other side down to win and get things uh, back in, 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 in the right direction? Or do you feel like there's got to be a, a coming together? I'd like there to be a coming together, but I I think that's really hard. I tried talking to these people before the election, and it was, it was like pointless. Hmm. I felt. Yeah, yeah, Emily. I you know I think a lot of folks feel that way. I, I give you a lot of credit uh, for even hoping that 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 coming together is possible. And obviously, I encourage you to to keep reaching out to people. Uh, but I think that's a really great reflection of how difficult uh, this issue is. Emily, thanks very much for that call. Let's go to Adam in Detroit. Adam, welcome to Detroit today. Hi, Stephen. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. Thanks. Um, I just wanted to ask your guests, um, you know, this is something that I have. So I'm a pretty liberal person, um, and I have a family that lives in Sault Ste. Marie and um, on the western side of the state. They're much more conservative. Um, we get along pretty well, and we have a lot of spirited discussions about politics. Um, and I, I was just wondering, though, one thing that I constantly find talking to my family is that once you get onto the topic of race, mm-hmm. things people start kind of lining into different camps. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was particularly interested after the, um, the shooting in Florida, we were discussing gun rights. Um, my cousins are gun supporters, uh, and they said, I was really surprised one of them said that they don't trust the police. They're just as likely to like take your property as they are to protect you. Mm-hmm. Um, but this same cousin a few years ago was calling Mike Brown a thug. Um, he got what he deserved, that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering what your guest experience um, talking to people great, about race uh, relations were. Great question, Adam. Uh, thanks very much for the call. Ron French, uh, I'll give you a crack at that. We've only got about two minutes left, but I'd really want to hear what you learned from this documentary about the role that race plays here. Sure. Race is one of the issues that, that, that people that are sort of inform our views on things. And I, I guess I would um, say that that my experience with this project and Al may have a different opinion, but but I found the overarching theme for this is, is the sort of news bubbles that, that we all can have now mm-hmm. where if we if we have a view on race or on the economy or on Hillary Clinton, we can find the news outlets that that back up what we already believe, where our parents may have all been watching Walter Cronkite, you know, 
right. um, and, and, and getting one source of news. There was a common uh, thread there, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Al, Lily, I want to give you a chance to answer that question, too, in about a minute. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, we... we I mean, I tried to stay away from the topic of race. We really wanted people to get along, and I didn't. I didn't want anybody to provoke any hard feelings. I know that if you are separated from a race that's dissimilar from yours, it's really difficult to understand that perspective. Um, and so, I would just urge people to reach out to somebody that they don't understand and just get their viewpoint and understand the issue. Yeah. Okay, Ron French, senior writer at Bridge Magazine, producer of Michigan Divided, and Al Lilly, director of Michigan Divided. Thanks very much for being here on Detroit Today. Thanks for having us. Thank you. It's going to do it for me today. I'll be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University. We'll see you tomorrow.